All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to And What Did We Learn? I have a really, really special guest today. She's my first fan. Betsy, <laughs> <laughs> so nice to Great. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, um, thank you for being flexible about scheduling. Um, so uh, Betsy reached out to me and flattered me, made my day, and said she loved the show and that she would love to be on an episode. And so I said, absolutely. And we were kind of brainstorming about what to cover. And she mentioned, you mentioned, don't have to talk about you as a third person. <laughs> you mentioned that you had a, your first child when you were in high school, which is, you know, a pretty fruitful topic, especially right now. And I feel uh, the reason that I chose what, what we ended up watching or one of the reasons is that I feel like the media is pretty saturated with teen mom and, and all that stuff, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is, I don't really watch it, but, um, but this uh, show that we watched, Plumpton High Babies, uh, not only does it take place in Australia, but it's a completely different take on you know early motherhood early parenthood and and what leads to that and what how that affects lives not just the lives of the mothers and fathers but the lives of everyone around them so uh so yeah we watched Plumpton High Babies which was kind of hard to find yeah but we found it on Canopy where uh, if you have certain library memberships you can you can get some some content. My sister, mm -hmm. she teaches college. And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. So, uh, anyway. oh, interesting. Um, so if you want to watch it, you can go to canopy.com and you can enable a, a login, hopefully. <laughs> and there's a 10-year update that's online. Yes, that's true. And I didn't get a chance to watch that. So I'm going to, I'm going to depend Sounds on good. you. Yeah, I'm going to depend on you to, things have been nuts. So I figured you could, I could, you can sum that up for us after we get to the series. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so yeah, so this was filmed in 2001, uh, and it's a straight documentary. It, they really don't, I mean, I don't feel like they create any storylines. They're really just taking the raw footage and editing it in a way that we see kind of stories on a lot of yeah. fault, um, laid out, which I appreciated. Um, the first time I watched it, I got a little confused about the timelines, but watching it again, it totally made sense because then you recognize everybody yeah. from, the, from the get. Um, so I was hoping that I could kind of just ask you about a little bit of your experience and your background and why you relate to this or maybe how you don't relate to this if you're comfortable with that. Yeah. And then we can move forward with the, with the actual content. All right, sure. Um, so... My son was born at the end of my junior year of high school, oh. um, about a few weeks before we got out for the summer break. Mm -hmm. And then I went into my senior year with like, a, I think he was about four months old and a program like this mm -hmm. featured in the documentary, but actually more funded, I guess would be. Oh, Okay. It, yeah, it was more comprehensive. We had an on-site daycare. Wow, yeah. Not to interrupt yeah. you, but that was something that I, I want to discuss later on. That I, I was confused about that for a while. Yeah, I was thinking that that's what this program was going to be similar to. Yeah. The daycare stipend, or they connected them to, like, the proper 
Yeah, when I went back and watched the first episode, there's a there's a flash of showing the like form that says subsidized childcare. So yeah, basically yeah. they just get a lower rate. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's not really overly explained. But anyway, so that's that's amazing. You had daycare on site. Yeah, we had on site daycare, um, and it was provided for free. We have a program in Texas that can that provides like for subsidized child care for people who are below a certain income level. So I think that the daycare program worked something out with right. that particular state program. Mm-hmm. So they're able to hire teachers. I don't know where the rest of the funding came from. We actually had probably like 10 staff members in total working on this program. Wow, that's really awesome. How many um, other like mothers were there with you? Was it a big program? Oh, yeah. So we had, I actually did not go to a very big high school. Average-sized. It was like 4A. I don't know if that's like a thing they do outside of Texas. That kind of rating. So, but I I can imagine. 4A. So it's like four out of five. Oh, okay. So we had about like 300 people in my graduating. Okay. So we had like 300 people in my graduating class. Mm -hmm. um, So like 1,200 in the whole school. Uh. In the daycare program, there was a toddler room that probably had eight toddlers. And then, oh, there, wow. and then there, yeah, the baby room, which is where my son was the whole year that had mm-hmm. eight and that's the max. It maxed out. There was like a couple girls who were in some of the other programs mm-hmm. that didn't have, they didn't get on the wait list in time for the, uh, okay. Yeah. But there was still support, even though they weren't able to get into that program. That's really awesome. Oh yeah. There was a lot of. A lot of support. We had help with filing like child support. They helped oh. me child support. Um, That's tricky. I have to imagine, especially when you're that young. Right. Yeah. And then college like readiness programs. We had awesome. relationship courses that we took. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty comprehensive. That's great. So I imagine. I mean, I I imagine watching this. You could appreciate I really I mean I haven't been through that experience but I come from like a you know a psychological and a teaching background and so I really appreciated how support like truly transparently supportive the staff in this program were I I I don't know about you but I never got um any like icky feelings from them you know usually when I watch something anything involving discipline or school I end up having a moment like cringy moments where I'm like that's not the way you should treat this. That's not fair. Oh, that's a judgment. Um, but I, I had like a couple of those moments where I almost got. Oh, okay. Almost, but then he would save himself, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Wait, now this guy." Oh, that Glenn. The guy, he, he kind of um, yeah, the principal mm-hmm. created the program. He reminds me a little of my dad, where he wants so badly to do the right thing, but he's just kind of an old dude who doesn't know how to relate at all to teen girls. Right. So sometimes he says things that's like, okay, that wasn't the right thing to say in this moment. I can see what you mean because I was just rewatching and I'd forgotten. Uh, but there's a point where we'll get to all the people um, in a moment. But one of the young mothers walks in. She's pregnant, and her boyfriend has brought her to school. And his response is, "Oh, don't go work in the number two, you know, which is just like it's a little out of place. Yeah, like, maybe things like that. Yeah. Kind of I don't remember that particular comment, but well, I only I just was rewatching because yeah. I realized I didn't have enough notes on the first few episodes. So 
So, yeah, it was valuable to go back, back and see that. But I could see what you mean. It's, and my dad is like that too. And I mean that only as a compliment. I love you, dad. Like his yeah, intentions yeah. are always good, but sometimes he mm-hmm. say something. He just doesn't know how to relate. Yeah. And and that's challenging, I imagine, for an older man. And it's an awkward subject to talk about. Pregnancy in general. I feel some men, and then on top of that, teen pregnancy. So it's just... My dad used to make things like, comments like, oh, you're sure getting fat. You know? Complimenting, like, how how healthy and like big like he was complimenting me that was but yeah but as a teenager oh my goodness <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah but actually he, I, I don't know good intentions yeah no I, I totally understand that I mean that's I think that's a function of society like I think I know historically pregnancy has always been this kind of like thing like women up until like the 60s women couldn't teach if they were pregnant because it was considered inappropriate for the children to see it. And they the maternity like, clothes were a lot more covering back then. Absolutely. It was like maternity you were... Clothes are very... Yeah, tight. it's like it's like when they were filming Seinfeld and Elaine was pregnant and they always had her behind something. It's like that was... Just, I know that was a plot issue, but like... I didn't I mean, even know that... She, I did not know that she was pregnant. At- that's how well they did it. But I mean, that's kind of how society is in a lot of ways. And it's like... Oh, ew, babies. Like, oh, we love babies, mm-hmm. but ew, pregnancy. And like, you carry mm-hmm. the sin of that. Or, that's not my words, but people who have issues. Like, the woman carries the sin. It's almost like the scarlet letter. It's like, you are carrying the proof of sex. And you, that you had it. sex, right? And yes, it's your dad. And you're a teenager. And as a teenager, I mean, we all do. Like, I, I, didn't, I mean, had sex around um, in my senior year, I think, but I was 17. Um, you know, but plenty of my friends had sex starting in junior high and it was like no one was judged for that but then somehow you get pregnant and it's like you know I don't know it's almost like judging someone for being sick and I think yeah not that it's I, sick, I feel like I was not aware mm-hmm. nearly as much of like the judgment back then as I would That's be good. it was like a very ignorance is bliss situation yeah so you weren't if you don't mind me asking you weren't with your the father you had to no, support. we broke up shortly after my son was born. Oof, I can't even imagine anybody that I knew in high school, let alone anybody that I dated, being able to handle a child. <laughs> I had a very supportive, like, family. So, that was, I mean, yeah, that's the only way I would have been able to do it, but... Well, you must have helped, felt that, you know, Being internally. Examples of the girls on the show just kind of goes to show that Ugh, your family really makes a difference in like your success. I agree. And, and that's a really situation good, like this. Yeah. That's a really great segue into the first episode because in the first episode, we generally, they focus on two girls per episode and there's only four, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a broken up documentary, which I appreciated. I thought it was a really uh, effect, effective format. Uh, and so essentially we're introduced to the program we learned that 13 girls are enrolled at the start of the year. Um, and the, kind of the, the mission, as Glenn Sargent, who is the principal, who is the founder of this program, says, is to stop pregnant girls being forced out of school and into welfare, is according to him. And this, again, takes place in Australia. And so, I mean, it kind of could be anywhere, you know. Like, yeah. Issue, I don't want to even say issue, but it's something. It's a biological event. And... 
depending on your society, it might be really looked down upon. So he's, he's recognizing that that is a social issue. Um, and he's responding to that, which I think is really awesome. And I think they said it had been going on for seven years. So for like 94, that's pretty progressive. Yeah. And then in the spoiler alert, but in the 10 year, in the 10 year follow up, it sadly ended when he left. Oh, um, which I said it was like 14 years in total. So maybe that's a lot of influence though. 14 years. I mean, that's not for nothing. And then no. that, that influences the people that experienced it and worked there, and they can go out and share that influence with other people. I think Simone, one of the girls in the first episode, her son, it said that he now goes to Plumpton. So. Oh, wow. I, oh, really, yeah. I really love Simone. I, and I love her even more in the follow-up. It's, she's, yeah, there was something really um, wise about her, you know, I felt, even though she was yeah. really she, she just, um, you can just tell she really cares for her kids. Kid, yeah, and I don't know if she's still with her partner, but at the time, it seemed like at least she had, she was. They are, they're still together. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, and they had um, another son a few years later, and then I think a little girl together, too. So. Oh, so great. So, Simone, yeah, we meet Simone when she's in year 11, as they say, in Australia. She's mm-hmm. 16. Um, and we learn right away she's a really great student. And it's clear that she's very bright. She's not showy at all. And she even says, like, I don't think I'm as great as they say. Which at first, it, at first it struck me as low self-esteem. And I think that is a factor for her. But I think she happened to find an actually really good partner. Which is kind of yeah. what happened to me later on in my life. So I totally relate to that. I just wasn't that young. Um, mm-hmm. So she, yeah, she essentially, I mean, she obviously she gets pregnant. And that's why she's in this program, though I believe she already went to the school. Um, yeah, I think she did. Yeah. I think so this about specifically girls who transferred in. Yes. We don't get there until like three. Yeah. Three. So Simone is, a, is kind of a good example, I suppose, of the one who's following the path that they're hoping for, even though she does waver. I think some of my notes aren't quite good. Yeah, I think at one point she considers doing, like, correspondence. Yes, an apprenticeship. But then she returns, and Mark's still there. Mark is her partner. So she, we basically watch her have her child, and we watch her really develop this mature adult relationship with Mark, who is her partner. Um, Yeah, and I think he's, like, working nights. Yeah, he is. At the supermarket, and then getting up and taking her to school, going to school. Yeah, and she has a totally normal moment of like, this is a lot. Maybe I can just get rid of school. But the support from the program, they're never like, you better do this or you're trash. They just are like, Mm -hmm. we can make it work for you no matter what. And they really do this woman. So we meet Rebecca early on, and I, I feel like she's probably more influential than Glenn, the principal, just because she's so hands on and she's yeah she's i mean pretty phenomenal she just she was just a teacher not just a teacher but i mean her role Man- manager training was a teacher and then all of a sudden she says you know now i'm a social worker now i'm a taxi driver now i'm everything i mean she's like she's like mary poppins to these girls you know if they need anything she, she's there and so thanks to that effort and that team spirit for lack of a better term uh you know simone really comes around and she says you know normally I'd be going back into, I love this part because it's so 2001. Normally I'd be going back, you know, to school caring about how I looked and, you know, 
carrying an, a billabong bag, but <laughs> you gotta be sensible and spend money on nappies and all the right things. And blah, blah, blah. So, I know, it's like, billabong, that's so true, because I was just looking for old photos uh, with my boyfriend at my parents' house this weekend, and I was like, oh my god, we all have the Skechers and the billabong sweatshirts, and like, this kids for backpacks, and it's so, all the time. Her look was very 2001. She had that, yeah, like the kilt. that harsh blue uh-huh. uh, glitter eye. Yes. Oh, God, a glitter eye. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I, I just remember so hard, like, speaking all my glitter to school after my mom dropped me off. So I could just, like, put it all over my face because my mom was kind of strict. Um, I still love a good glitter moment. I do. You know, mm-hmm. you do it well, and it's really, like, I've noticed, especially, I guess, I don't know if it's on purpose, but a lot of times, like, before quarantine, waiters or waitresses, you know, do, like, really intricate eye makeup, and I always try to compliment them, because I'm like, that is, it's a beautiful thing to look at, (laughs) like, honestly, it really is, so. And I've tried before, I'm not good. (laughs) No, I can't do it either. I just end up, like, up to the eyebrow, and I'm like, I Mm. look like a drag queen, Mm. we have to stop. (laughs) yeah, so anyways, uh, well, that's pretty much it on Simone that we see. She, she comes up in other episodes because obviously this is all filmed in one year and every all the stories mesh together. It's not And I don't think they ever mention her parents, do they? I'm looking through my notes. Do they, they don't. They only say that she's li- they end up living with her mom after oh, living in the caravan. In the beginning, yeah, they're in an RV. Oh, and one thing about her that I think is really interesting and unique is uh, her partner, Mark. He, are you drinking wine? It's, yes. Well, wine and club soda. But yeah. oh, thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> when I record, no one's drinking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I got my kids to sleep, so I'm good. Chardonnay. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Uh, what kind of wine are you drinking? It's uh, a Riesling. Yeah. Ooh, I love Riesling. And I poured a, I poured a lot so I can sip it yeah. the whole time. <laughs> there you go. I like the mixing it with club soda. I do that sometimes too, just to make it like a spritzer. Um, yeah. Or I'll get like the peach flavored Perrier um, or whatever. Good. All right. Uh, Ooh, oh, yeah. Flavored one would be good. Yeah. It's good. Try it. Just the flavor. Not like flavored sugar water, but just like the flavored sparkling water. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the thing I wanted to say about Simone is Mark's, her partner Mark, who I believe is probably like a year or two older than her, and just, he doesn't go to school, but he's working and he's, he plays soccer and stuff, so I think he's just an adult. Does he not go to the school? I thought he went to the school, too. I was confused about that. He did go, like he's from that school, but I don't know if he's already graduated. Oh, uh, okay, because I saw him playing. Yeah, he played soccer, right? But then again, yeah, it's Australia. And so I don't know if they have like, you know, oh, like, like a rat other team. countries have, yeah, it wasn't explicitly stated and it doesn't really need to be, but we see yeah. the mom at the soccer they game. They do not focus much on the dads at all. No, they don't. They don't, which is sort of. Uh, I wonder if they're involved. Or I think it might be because most of them the are program? kind of like, yeah, like here and there. In and out. Glenn is always checking in and being like, how's the relationship? And the girl will be like, it's on, or it's off, or it's on. You know, because not not to judge or stereotype, but, we, you know, we do get into, like, kind of the patterns, um, home life patterns and mm-hmm. emotional patterns and social patterns that lead to 
these pregnancies um, and these relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Simone's really unique. Mark's mom also had him when she was 18, I believe, and then got married, also stayed with her partner. And she's, it's clear that she's a very positive influence. You know, I'm sure she didn't want him to have a baby early just so he'd have better opportunities, but she really is embracing it. And she's like, I'm as happy as I could be. You know, I had my kids early and I'm super happy and I, they've got it. And you see Simone cheering on the sidelines and she's just like, so, I don't know. There's just something really sincere about them that I love. If you can I live in a yes. caravan and with she, someone, I mean, that's good news. And she's, she's so sweet in the 10 year special. You actually find out she didn't end up graduating. I think she was like, Oh, really? Uh, like a semester away. I think just like, the um a lot of demand mm -hmm. yeah. just yeah trying to manage both well, yeah and that makes sense because we do see that she doesn't technically pass year 11 but they allow her to pass because of the circumstances mm -hmm. and because she's so smart and they're like we obviously know you can do year 12 stuff which i think was the right decision and i also really appreciated that because most schools especially in america the administration it's it's all about the rules, the rules, the rules. There's no mm -hmm. flexibility. There's no interest in like difference of need, um, mm -hmm. at least not enough. And that's my field, you know? So I, okay. I nitpick on that a lot. Um, and so I just really loved that they saw each girl individually. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they let um, a girl back in the end who they had previously kicked out. That was wild. Oh, I really liked that episode. Um, that's We'll get there, but I, yeah, that girl was something. That's probably like the primo example of like figuring her shit out. Um, but we also meet Crystal, who has like a rockier path, and that was the segue I meant to make because you were talking about, you know, some of these parents, there's some of these girls we don't see their parents. Um, yeah. And Simone is yeah, one, or not Simone, Crystal is one that we don't see. And so she had her baby already. She's been in the program for almost two years she has a baby a toddler i'm sorry and her partner her boyfriend is was 14 when the baby oh, was yeah. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. oh my god they mentioned almost. yeah for, she's like 14 and 11 months his mom is like devastated which is understandable like just that he's yeah. he's not exactly into it i guess i don't want to say that any pregnancy I mean, is devastating but it's not a good situation a couple girls in our program who were had gotten pregnant at the end of their middle school. So like our middle school ended at eighth grade. Yeah. Same. So then they came in to ninth grade, starting with a baby and the two that I'm still like friends with them on Facebook, the two that I can, think of, um, they never ended up having other babies. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think one of them is still with, the dad, and then the other one, um, the dad himself also was really young, and he was so supportive. I don't know if it was the program or if these people just would have been the way. I think it's a mixture of things, you know. You, we, we all carry certain potentials, and if mm -hmm. you have that potential and somebody embraces that and encourages you, then, yeah, you'll, you can fly with that. And you can succeed. Um, but yeah. support is key. And Crystal is homeless. She doesn't have any support yeah. when we meet her. Um, so the school, because of the school, she's, we see her move. And she, first she's living in a hostel for teenage moms, but she eventually gets kicked out. Kicked out. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really rough. Um, what did she get kicked out for? Was it? Fighting. Yeah. 
I don't, I, I'm assuming with the other women, yeah. the, the other girls. Um, her partner, oh, right, Nathan, it was 14. Mm -hmm. she, oh, go ahead. She, well, she said something, and it makes, it made me question, and same with a couple of the other girls. Um, she said she wanted someone to love her. And then I was just going to say that. Okay. So, like, I wonder how many of these were planned, or, or maybe not planned, but... No, I feel you, I feel you. She told Nathan's mom, according to Nathan's mom, I had Brian because I wanted someone to love me and someone mm -hmm. home. And that's not the mm -hmm. first time I've heard that. And I don't think that she meant, like, she didn't have an abortion. Like, she had, yes. like... I like, I wanted a baby. pregnant because, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's and possible. I don't want to accuse anyone of that, but, like, you're not making... That's which, a wild statement, though. Yeah, she's pretty young, too, though. Like, oh. And she felt, she's very casual about being a mom, you know, especially compared to, gosh, I think it's the last episode. I the, the mom that impressed so much is uh, Natasha. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that, like, we see her lugging the pram out of the bus, and she's like, I wrote that down. I was like, oh, this poor yeah. girl. I know, but compared to her, Crystal is, like, bailing on school. No, I see my friends, and I just want to go off with them and have fun. Mm -hmm. And she's told to her face, she has to move again, and she's told, like, you don't get daycare access if you don't go to school. And she's like, okay. And they're like, so what's your plan? And she just looks at them like, what? Like, mm. she just doesn't believe that I, I think it, it really seems that there are consequences. She's very, very immature. And, uh, very immature. She said yeah. something that I wrote down, like, I want to, like, I want to do my schoolwork, but I get home, I put my things down in my room, and there's the baby screaming and crying. It's like... <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it's a baby, so... Yeah, that's what they do, but... Yes, I feel that way, too. I mean, like, I'm not even a mom, but... Been working. I've worked with kids. I know it's not the same thing, but I've worked with kids and taken care of babies since I was like, mm -hmm. um, just, and I still do yeah. all the time. Yesterday, I was with a baby all day. So it's just like, yeah, I know you're young, but like, maybe you should try to figure out how to deal with that instead of being resentful because now is the time to grow up. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, what did she expect? Uh, exactly. Exactly. And that makes a lot of sense of what of what you were saying you know she went into it thinking oh they'll love me and i'll love them and then the reality hits and she's like well why is it screaming and she has this almost this emotional detachment too. um so really all i wrote about her is that that relationship breaks up you know yeah they end up breaking up and then I, she i did you catch if she stays because i don't remember um. <laughs> i didn't write it down but it, it's fine if you don't know. I don't, I don't think oh, and so. she does the whole thing where she's her again in another episode. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if they wrapped up her story. Sometimes I feel like they left the stories a little open-ended. Yes. Yes, they did. I don't think they closed her story, so I can only assume that she moved away, like she left, and they're just hoping for her to come back because, you know, yeah. it's only a year in time. Uh, but, yeah, so the last that I remember seeing her is when she was having a like, we moved, and the daycare's far away. Yeah, it's like, but the daycare doesn't exist without school, and it just didn't. Yeah. But anyway, so there's a, a big diversity of of people, and I think that's an important thing to watch and understand. It's like, not all people are the same, so not all stereotypes about um, 
teen mom are the same and that again and i'm only i'm using the term teen mom as a as just a term not the show because like that show is just such a trash fire yeah yeah i mean this is an interesting comparison to teen mom Uh uh-huh they not focusing on the drama of the relationships which i feel like yeah not at all really the relationships are an important part of it because they, they do mention it a lot. Like you said, the principal is always asking about right. And the relationships are really, like, uh, they base a lot of the decisions they make yes. off. Right, especially in the next relationship. Or if they, yes. and what their boyfriends want. The twins, the twins in the next episode, oh, right. which we're getting right into. You are right, because both of those twins that we, are about, that we meet are so super duper influenced by their partners like oh yeah no non-stop yeah. another yeah. crystal the other crystal that's uh, right the other crystal i didn't even think about that yeah and they're in the next episode i wrote yeah, yeah. ended up i wrote like so i don't know if you want to mention it yeah or, the next episode there's twins oh yeah we're yeah we're into episode two yeah oh, one right. has an eight month old and one is barely pregnant Right, and they have an Tracy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Crystal. she's. What is it, Crystal and, and Jasmine? Yeah. Jasmine has oh, her baby in a tumultuous relationship. I wrote, she looks like Brie Larson. I didn't. I didn't even notice. It's so past their like 2001 fashion sometimes, and I like oh, I know. Totally. Like, like, what these girls look like, and, and the hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hair. Plus, they're wearing yeah. the uniforms, so it's kind of hard to to know. But right. So Jasmine has a child. Crystal, they're both 16. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and Crystal is just pregnant. And is, we see that she's considering an abortion. Um, mm-hmm. And Tracy, their mom, is extremely involved with both of them. And I wouldn't say bereft by this, but it, she's a little heartbroken, but she's there for her girls. The narrator said something. I don't remember the exact wording, but basically, long suffering, miserable Tracy, like having long the, suffering Tracy. I know, long like, suffering. <laughs> I mean, like an old fairy tale or something. <laughs> old Grimm's fairy tale. It's pretty dark, but she yeah, she's yeah. pretty bummed. And then she has a partner named Ron that we only see one. Oh, hey, Ron. Um, and they're like, also Jasmine wants to move out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, right, is that right before that, or it doesn't matter? Um, so ja- Jasmine has been in the program for the longest, I guess. So she's been in there for at least two years. Jasmine, I have a hard time feeling for her because she's very flat. There's a flat affect, and she's not motivated, like, at all. So she, yeah, she, says, yeah. she has all these plans to be a nurse. too lazy. Yeah, but she's just like, but I don't want to do the work. Yeah, it's like the girl. You don't have plans. You this have dreams. Those are plans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, so Rebecca says she's flipping. Um, she's matured in a bad way. She now she feels like she doesn't need school because she's an adult, mm, basically. Interesting. That's it, matured in a bad way is a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah, yeah like she's okay, I'm beyond. Yeah, and somehow mm. it's all going to work out and it's all going to come together. And and we really see that in her like kind of just moving from place to place and being like, this is fine. Um, so before we get to that, uh, we do find that uh, Crystal 
decides to have an abortion. Um, and mm-hmm. the unfortunate thing is it doesn't sound like she wanted to, but her boyfriend mm-hmm. sounds like a peach said, oh uh, we're broken up, but I'll be with you if you get an abortion. Which, you know, ultimately probably the right choice for her. But well, yeah, like that relationship. That it, she got pushed into it by, by that, and by that guy. And her, her, she wanted the baby. She wanted to keep it. And that's why it's sad, you know? Like, I believe in I'm pro-choice, but but I, I don't know. Well, pro-choice means letting the woman... Yeah, but that wasn't her choice. Definitely, exactly. yeah. Definitely. I think Definitely that was definitely. like... I don't know what the term is. Like, forced abortion. It coerced. Yeah, she I, was coerced. Yeah. She was manipulated. I can imagine... I mean, I, I don't think I liked my boyfriend that much at the time. But if, like... <laughs> imagine liking a boyfriend that much and yeah and just wanting to keep that so i don't know so badly that you would do anything yeah like this is horrible to say but the only time and i never had a pregnancy scare i'm fortunate i didn't have to deal with that um but i was in a really abusive relationship in my early 20s and i knew i would i could never get pregnant i was like i cannot have a child with this person so uh, the only time I ever was really afraid of being pregnant was then yeah and it wasn't because I didn't want to lose him it was because you know subconsciously I knew I needed to get out uh, <sighs> but yeah in high school no way I wouldn't have been yeah. I mean it's just sad uh, yeah and I, I say that knowing having friends who have children pregnancies and I respect them and their choices and they're happy and that's them I just I guess I don't, I can't really imagine doing it myself, but that is only, that is simply my feelings. So. Having a baby in a relationship like that? No, no, abortion, sorry. I can't say oh, myself okay, okay. abortion. <sighs> I would, yeah, I don't, I mean, that's the thing, because I knew I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get an abortion, so I was like, don't get pregnant. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, 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 I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, so if you were to fall pregnant, then it's like, I almost... Yeah, I'd be scared. I was like, I'll have to leave the country or something. Oh, my I I don't know if it's because abortion wasn't something like we ever talked about in my house, uh-huh. my friend group. Like, sure, he was pretty common at my school. Okay, and yeah, it's cultural significant. I mean, abortion yeah. wasn't. I remember like hearing rumblings. I of, can imagine too. And uh, what part of Texas are you in? This was in Central Texas. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so I'm living in North, I live in North Texas now, but I grew up in Central Texas, so it was uh, this culture of just of the South, yeah. well, having kids young, but then also I grew up uh, in, like, a really large Mexican-American area, right. like, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of Catholics. Yeah. Where no, I was just, yeah. They, pregnant, they stay pregnant. Right. Um, and, like, the, one times it would be the grandmas raising the kids and so it's just it was it's just more normal I remember hearing rumblings like I said of a girl at my high school having an abortion and like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's switched at a lot of schools like you hear like rumblings oh my god some girl's pregnant like she to go away and have her baby but at my school like pregnancy was I don't want to say common but just like accepted not even accepted, just, I don't know. Unsurprising? Uh, ordinary. Okay, ordinary, yeah. 
Well, I was just going to say, I'm no expert on Texas because it's huge, but uh, my best friend lives in El Paso and mm-hmm. she also uh, got pregnant very young um, un- without planning to, you know, but stayed with her partner. She was actually already engaged to her partner, but yeah, that was really rough and, you know, it was the right decision for her, but I can't imagine like in that community where she lives, I can't, like, as you said, like abortion was not. This is not time. Yeah, who would think of it? And that was the way it is. So I totally get that. Plus, like, um, I didn't grow up in a poor area, but like, people didn't really have four or five hundred dollars just laying around to where they. Good point. That's a good point because who knows what it costs, and a lot of insurance doesn't provide that, especially depending where you live. I mean, there's a war on abortion right now. Right, and and ten years ago, eleven years ago in Texas, it was even more so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Wow. Okay. So that's really sad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Like I said, I think ultimately right. Dis- I don't want to say right decision, but like probably he wouldn't have been a good dad. We can just say that. <laughs> yeah. It's In that relationship. Though. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's cool about Dale, who's Brace's dad, Jasmine's boyfriend. They've been together for over two years, so, like, that's encouraging, you know, he's been around. Uh, I feel like the first two episodes have a lot of, like, the uh, unsupported aspects to them, and then the second two episodes is sort of... Um, so we meet a lot of people, a lot of girls that are kind of clinging to their relationships as opposed to thinking about being parents. I mean, yeah, I I wrote down, is it Jasmine who, as soon as her and Dale break up, she's in another relationship? Or is that another another girl? No, that's the sister, the oh, Crystal. Oh she's yeah, Super, yeah, else. right here. Because Crystal Her. doesn't get pregnant again, but she does get in trouble, and I think she's suffering from like having a really hard time, and that she's acting out. Um, and she at the disco, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is I guess a normal thing in Australia. I don't know, Matilda, if you're listening, let me know. Is disco a normal thing in oh, Australia? Just like a performing it's like a performance no you know what i mean they're all on stage but apparently she like all but pulled a teacher backstage to fuck off and i don't remember exactly what she said but she was really rude and questioned her authority oh yeah oh i wrote down she she called the teacher a fucking bitch yeah there you go she verbally <laughs> abused the, yeah she verbally yeah. abused the teacher she was almost like it's kind of smug about it she seemed like kind of proud she of was her. not apologetic at all she was like well she deserved it and uh-huh. i was right <laughs> I think there's a lot of pent-up stuff there. So, and then she, yeah. eventually she humbles um, and is like, I, you know, Michael, I have sinned. Please let me back in school. Um, and the, and they're not, it's a different teacher. I don't know who the, the disciplinarian is. It's not the principal, but he says, I don't know if my notes belongs here, but do you think your, boyf- your boyfriend might be a big part of this behavior? And she sort of takes that to heart. And then Later in the episode, the principal asks her, are you still with someone? So and she says no. And then she's like, got a new boyfriend and da 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 And he's nice. So, oh, okay. That was... Yeah. As far okay, as I, I was remember. thinking that was Jasmine. Who? Oh, maybe. Either way, it's just very um, normal. And, like, you see, it just... Right. You want them well, to focus on the baby so badly. I know. Yeah, I just focus so on the relationship. Oh. So it might be me. I might just be that I watch too much intervention. 
But because um, I watch it all the time. But uh, when I'm watching Jasmine and Dale, okay, this weird thing happens where Jasmine moves out first, friend, and then she's like, the parents are like, you and Dale should live together. Dale's parents say you should get a place together. We'll help you. And then mm-hmm. they just walk in and are like, by the way, we're going to live in your day room. Like, it's so weird. And I, I have to wonder, like, are they on something? Like, what's going on? And well, she just, comes home hungover at one point. That's what she says, hungover. Right, right. Like, and yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, what's going on? Because they go into Dale's house without asking. They seem really off. They're assholes. And then they're just, she's describing. Jasmine's like, yeah, all my clothes. And they're in, like, a plastic grocery bag. And then here's the stuff. So it'll work. Like, mm. What? So yeah. it's very bizarre. And the mom has no authority. She's like, I, I'm losing my house now? You know? And she was confused, too. She was like, wait, I thought you were moving the stuff. Yeah, what the fuck? It was so place. weird. It was so weird. Um, I don't so, know. I can't really yeah. speak on if they were on anything. I feel like I'm naive. Like, I would just... I'm like, oh, she said she was hungover? That must be it. Like, well, and she might have been. And who, it might just be booze. Like, who knows? But it just seemed, like you said, their priority is not their child or anyone surprise me they don't seem healthy (laughs) yes yeah yeah they don't seem healthy and they do end up breaking up even though she at some point says yeah he's asked me to marry him many times i just want my ring i just want my ring Mm. like she wants and which is for a lot of teen moms um yeah it's like she wants to be engaged she wants to like say she's engaged she wants it feels validating, I'm sure. Doesn't want to have a good, yeah. And then she ends up leaving school. She's not with the boyfriend anymore. Maybe she does say she's with someone else, but she leaves. She drops out, and they ask her to be considered, and she's like, no, I'm good. And oh, she goes, her. Um, the principal asks her, does he show his love? And she says, oh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, you're right. Okay, you're right. She was with somebody else. I totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. She's, okay, wanting, so that she's wanting to her. drop out, and he's like, just take the day. Just take the day. Just and that baby is in the stroller all day, being so good. He's just like chilling in the stroller. That That's whole- a good point. That, she has, she has a chill baby. And- he's just like I was thinking that. I'm like, okay, she's not. He's not even playing with a little toy. She's <laughs> around town with him. He's just hanging out in his stroller. She well, has an easy baby, and she doesn't even know. <laughs> I know. I well, I mean, same though. Probably. Uh, I don't think I realized how easy my son was. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just, I think that's fair. Normal with your first baby. Well, and it's like, if that's the the break you get, like, you deserve it. You had a kid. But but so she takes the day, and you just want her so badly to just stay in. Like, why? what are your reasons for dropping out? She's just like, I just don't think I need it. Yeah, it's very much like you were saying that she's, or that we were talking about, that she feels that she's much more mature than she is, but she has no concept of what maturity is. Mm-hmm. Like, these girls, what they struggle with, what most people struggle with, is thinking about their long-term best interest, you know? It's all about mm-hmm. the now. It's all about right now. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I felt in high school. And like you said, mm-hmm. there is a, a, a gap between the principal understanding the girls where they come from. There's no one there to say, like, hey, I get how you're feeling, like, I experienced that, da, 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 but let's talk uh, about, you know, how or just how someone to, the principal's trying to guide her, but totally, all the teachers are great, but yeah, there could be, they could hire like actual social workers and actual counselors. Mm-hmm. That would probably, I didn't notice that being a part of anything in 
No, it's not. It seems like it's just the two of them. Um, the yeah, it's kind of a small program. Yeah. yeah. So, like you said, yours was more comprehensive. That makes sense because it was clearly there were like set programs. It, I mean, like it was in. more comprehensive than like any sex ed program. Oh gosh, well I would hope. So interesting joke. <laughs> if they would have maybe poured a little more of that funding into. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> um. It looks like. Crystal is also leaving because she got a job. Oh, right. Yes. But it's through, it's like a work-study program, so it's like through the school. So she's... Oh, so she's not leaving the school. It's like a petition or whatever. So she, but I, it's through the school. Oh. I just watched that part. Like, they're supporting it, and it's going to count towards her uh, credentials and whatnot, like a trade program or, or trade school. Like okay. Don't know the specifics, but yeah. So that's pretty, pretty much that episode. And then episode three is all about girls that basically like this is their. I don't want to say last resort because it's not a bad place to be, but then not in they a lot of or just sorry, you broke up a little bit. No, or they've just come from somewhere else because baby. I don't think baby got in trouble. She just. Right. It doesn't say what happened to her at her other school. She just says that they recommended she go to Pumpton, but Jacinda had. She said she was out. naughty. Her, she, her naughty. she got kicked out of her previous school. I don't think because of her pregnancy, but um, they. You know what? She wants you to believe that it seems like at first, but then she's like, "Well, I was naughty. I was selling." She was selling cigarettes. Well, yeah, and it's hard to believe she's so thin. Still, it's hard to believe they would even know she was pregnant. You know, why would? Because unless she told them. Yeah, she, and I mean, you later find out she loses that baby, but this is it pretty early on too. She smokes. Did you notice she smokes when she? Oh yeah, it's hard. You you can't not notice that the ash girl. And I think it's like, do you watch Love After Lockup? Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, there's this girl in there named Angela and Tony, this couple, and they're like the type who they'll smoke a cig in the car and then they light up another cig to walk from the car to the house. Wow. They don't want to wait. She reminded yeah. me very much of that. Um, and then she's talking about her morning sickness. Yeah, her morning sickness is really, really bad, apparently, and she can't go to school and she can't keep anything down. Does she end up in the hospital? What? You look so skeptical. <laughs> tell me. Tell me how you well, her morning sickness, I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> I wonder if it's just, like, the smoking? Like, she is, she's drinking smoking. as well. She was, oh, you think she... If she was, I don't know. When she loses the baby, she seems very... And, you know, it could just be the trauma that she feels that makes her come off cold like that, but she does come off very, like... It is interesting. She reads a poem that she wrote um, and she's not crying. Everyone no, she around doesn't her, shed a tear. But everyone around her is crying, which does seem odd. So I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. If I were reading a poem about anything emotional, I would start crying. Well, she doesn't cry. And just like the way that she describes, she's talking about how he was kicking a lot and then he stopped. And she just thought he was tired. And I mean, that's, I don't know if that's just an immature thing to say, but like that's one of the. Yeah you're told to watch out for in pregnancy like if there is any like change in movement yeah 
I like, can see, that's, yeah, I can see what you mean. It's more about excuses and attention than it is about the wellness of the child. So I was angry, uh, you know, you're angry at her in this episode. She's also in the 10 year recap. Oh, okay. And I'm glad she was because you, I felt a lot more, um, I felt for her a lot more. Well, she and does, she and does, does again. Oh yeah. She's got like three girls, I think in the 10 year, um, in the 10 year on. And she mentions like, she doesn't, she just moved on from her baby so quickly. Like, they just went on with their lives. They didn't like yeah. really have to think Process. about it. But now she's kind of processing that trauma and she's like still thinks about it every day. And she is not doing well her life. I think she still lives in that same house with her mom. Oh, Jesus. Well, you know, mm -hmm. one thing that I wrote down is she never even looked pregnant. And that goes to the point of like, she's not living a healthy lifestyle and she's not actually concerned about the baby. She's just kind of noticing it. Mm. you know did you notice that she was like i know some women don't gain a lot of it's like she didn't life. adjust her life at right. all she was just you know continuing yeah. on living and there was a baby inside of her but then that is kind of she is the one who made me think about how different my pregnancy and experience would have been if i had had different a different mom yeah so like you need to eat healthy take care of yourself don't, don't stress. Like, she didn't even want me to be upset. Um, like, she's just like, it's just, just very good. Yeah. Just, um, probably did smoke throughout her pregnancies. You know, like, this is, it's just normal for her. It's just what she knows. Right. And then she's teaching her daughters that now. Her yeah, that's sad. This is that sad. This is a cycle story that the principal himself is trying to break with this program yes, that's what and I it wrote. sadly fails for her that's what i wrote like she's pregnant again that's exactly what he was talking about um yeah. and she does at one point try to go back and wants to be a lawyer justin's still mm -hmm. around and the school's really supportive um and she says no one listened to me before so again there's that kind of attention I wrote down that she has, she does not seem like she has much self-esteem. No, no. And then, like you said, she, Rebecca, or I wrote, Rebecca was right about kind of the pattern of if you're getting pregnant because of low self-worth, you're going to keep coming. Mm -hmm. There you go. She gets pregnant again. So. Mm -hmm. like, and then it's because of those pregnancies that she's not able to. Um, mm -hmm. And then she stays in the same situation. She's like. Yeah on well i think she's trying to either get off welfare and she's working through like the australian version of cps like a cps case for abusing her kids oh jesus that's awful. yeah okay mm -hmm. yeah and you know you have to think about we don't know her full past we really don't know the context of her life um but yeah this is, she was it was problematic to begin with mm -hmm. you can only assume this 16 year old just I don't know. I just did, as a pregnant 16-year-old, I just did, like, what I was told. To, what, what, what I was told was right by the people. Right. The people around her don't seem to be very good. Yeah, I was definitely not a rebel. I never sought negative attention, so I can't relate to that. <laughs> I only wanted positive attention. I yeah. was terrified to get in trouble when I was young. But that's, that's, like my, that's like my middle daughter. Oh, she, oh, she does not like getting in trouble. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also meet Baby. Oh, Baby. And she's really sweet. She's, uh, she has a son. And what? what is this oh, Baby. Okay. So we find her, uh, what I wrote, my first impression was that, like, she's, She's back in school after Rebecca um, visits her and convinces her that correspondence training or correspondence school isn't really school. I'm just not going to help her. She's going to be really isolated, which I totally agree with. And right away, you can see the baby is super devoted to her son. She's so mm -hmm. connected to him. He's like all about him, but not in a artificial, superficial way. Like she's just got that bond. She's, it. It, it seems natural. Like it, she's yeah. forcing it. It's a very much like motherhood is coming naturally to her and I think it, yeah not to always keep coming back to this but I think she must have had a, a good, good mother good modeling yeah well mm -hmm. seems like she has a supportive home I mean we don't see her parents I don't think but well she said her biggest she's not she's not concerned with anything except for how she hurt her mom yes that's right oh, by falling pregnant so really sweet very um, sweet and Rebecca goes you know like I said she goes to visit her and help convince her to come back to school and she does which is awesome but mm -hmm. i just there's this bizarre juxtaposition of her breastfeeding and expressing milk in high school and she's like it's just really weird <laughs> i'm like that is really weird those are two worlds just smashed together i wrote i wrote that down too that it's awkward because yeah. like, pregnancy is is it's awkward as an adult woman to talk about like sometimes with you lose you're losing control of your intimate parts <laughs> you know like they are doing what it's their personal. own thing it's very right personal. it can and then as a teenager especially because it's embarrassing like there's a lot of embarrassing things that come with like being well, and being a new yeah. mom like you said and, and um, um, yeah, i'm sorry go ahead no it's okay and as like an adult i'm not embarrassed by these things because i have a supportive partner and like it's normal i guess to, like, it's taken you years to develop those skills mm -hmm. i just heard like, like she's engorged at school and she's know. and it's just like that's i so love that we wrote like the same exact thing but <laughs> I, I mean it's breastfeeding is and having to leave your baby i i wouldn't i i was lucky i didn't have to leave like yeah well yeah no i understand what you mean breastfeeding is like you it's already emotional. It's so much, and you're on demand. <laughs> and yeah, it's a it's hard work, and then she's like having to do that like around teenagers, like I just who don't care, right? Or they're just like anything. they're like oh, making fun you of had your baby already. Why are we talking about your baby? And it's like because I have a fucking baby. Like, but yeah, I can imagine like old news getting made fun of. I know I mentioned earlier, like, I was a little bit, like, ignorance is bliss with the judgment um, right. pregnancy. Judgment from adults. Like, I didn't notice judgment from adults. I was still, like, a teen and very aware of judgment of other, the other people. And it wasn't... I can only imagine. ...for being pregnant by the other teens because, like you said, they were all having sex. Like, it wasn't... It was just, like, the weird things that was happening to me like I can imagine if I got engorged at school and I had to go pump in the bathroom that and even at a school that had a lot of teen moms I can imagine people being like isn't that weird that she was like 
putting that pump on her boob, like, it, like, right, yeah, because when you're in high school, you're like, oh, my God, boobs, you know, and yeah. boys are and, not, not girls, <laughs> well, even girls, they, they go along with it, like, yes, of course, yeah, because everybody wants to be liked, and people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, so, follow that, I felt for her so bad, she's, and she's in the 10-year update, too, so it was those, oh, that, good, a Simone and baby, and she, um, baby is, like, graduates from college she's oh wow got a degree in early childhood development i think and she's got a knack for it yeah Um, she's she does end up having a daughter another baby with daddy with the same guy and i think they're still together she she, i kind of related to her it seems like she has more insight now like i I read that she has a lot of interest and a lot of what inner strength she she does seem to have a lot of inner strength, but like, and then looking back on her situation, it seems like she has a lot of uh, a good perspective on it and how it affected her. Wow! And Great. like the challenges that you know, she's sweet. So she, yeah, she has like the ability to reflect and learn, <laughs> which is probably why she was one of the only ones who was successful. Yeah, most of these girls don't have that skill especially Jacinda. She just, she's not a learner. It doesn't seem like, and unfortunately, unfortunately, according to the 10 year update, like you said, she hasn't changed. Um, oh, Jacinda. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, anyway, no. Yeah. Um, so I love that uh, baby is part of, you know, this group of young moms that help educate the school population. Um, and it's really interesting to see when she's doing like the demonstration of the condo, but then she's just talking about, like you said, what happens to your body when you're pregnant or what birth is like the girls around her they're not making fun they're like shocked and just yeah you know horrified and it's it makes you realize like they're around this every day but yet like you said it's still this weird taboo subject because you don't talk about it until it happens to you it's like like, america is like so we weren't talking about teen pregnancy in my sex ed class we were talking about teen pregnancy in my teen parent class that I had after I became a teen parent like if we didn't have this puritanical attitude as a society would be not such a big deal and much to the principal Glenn Sargent's point girls who become pregnant wouldn't be forced out on the streets it wouldn't be this big stigma you know, mm-hmm. we could all just, like, in many other cultures, like you were saying, kind of, which is kind of... Just incorporate them yeah. into the school, which is what they did. And, you know, we were very incorporated into our school, too. Like, our program was not at all separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was good, because it did, like, it yeah. get the high school experience, which, mm, which I think is probably... I mean, it's crucial... For everyone, I don't know. I it hated was, high school, so experience. <laughs> oh, I mean, I kind of did too. I mean, I had an okay high school. I liked the end of high school, like the last year and a half was fun. But I had uh, my older brother, one of my older brothers, there with me for the first few years. He was oh, that's nice. Me, so that was like uh-huh. my first year was like first few years were nice because like the transition uh-huh. there. Um, but anyway, I I just like that they incorporate the girls into the general population of the school. Yes. Taking like separate classes, I don't think. Like they have enrichment in like those health classes and 
stuff, but yeah, right, but like, they don't have a like separate history like, and math and whatever with everybody else, mm-hmm. totally. And they have to, you know, keep up those grades. That's why it becomes an issue. They don't have special classes. They have to pass actual classes. And Rebecca's bringing them their schoolwork. Yes. Maternity leave. We also had a woman. Gosh, yeah, the maternity leave. That rounds up all your schoolwork and then oh. you at your house and then... Um, like helps you with it i thought it was interesting that they said their correspondence course was like through the mail i know they had to mail it in yeah she was trying to like talk baby out i think rebecca yeah that was that was interesting it's like no yeah it was like a bunch of just papers that she could fill out that's but anyways they get that maternity leave that's and like yeah basically like nice that's great Mm mm-hmm Right, um, and so that leads us into the last episode, which is titled A Baby's Not a Doll, which is something that um, Natasha says in the episode, and she sincerely understands that, and she's kind of commenting on, like like you said, how the other students don't get it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, cute, baby, you know, but then you have to breastfeed, and they're like, ew, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of that alienation that is unfortunately just a part of a lot of society um but anyways so in the fourth episode they say you know we followed the narrators so we followed these girls for a year to measure how successful the program is uh, there's a stat in the beginning that tells us that over 100 girls have been helped by this program at this point which i assume means that over 100 girls were enrolled i mean i don't know if they all graduated but you know help is a relative yeah program. i think uh, that even if the girls don't graduate the program plants seeds Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Everything. So it's helping. Success, success is measured by many things, and there's plenty of people who graduated high school that have not had success. So it's just that's one <laughs> yeah, factor. True. That's one factor, in my opinion. Um, so yeah. we meet Natasha, who I feel is a very sincere and sympathetic person. I feel quite a lot for her. Um, she, she says mm-hmm. her life went downhill. Um, was going downhill, but now it's uphill because she's at Plumpton and she's getting good marks. She's super like motivated. She's like, I want to belong. I feel like I belong. I really want to be a nurse. Like, let's do this, you know? And I don't really feel like she loses steam um, unless I'm mistaken. I, I don't see any, I feel like the last note I wrote about her was that I felt so bad for her lugging around that. Yes, we see her on the bus. We see her on the bus and she's like, doing it she's taking her kid to daycare she says she gets up at four in the morning does all the stuff takes her kid to daycare and then it's close to school so she walks the rest of the way to school and she's got the whole Mm. up and like you i know you know how it is like all that shit you have to lug around and then you have to Mm. get her on a bus and no one's gonna help you and she's got a baby so like she's not getting good sleep oh my god i just felt the ability of this girl was I get so frustrated incredible. just putting my stroller, like trying to unfold my stroller. Oh and my god! And then you pinch your finger, and, like oh. cursing it out. Like I can't <laughs> imagine. What? And, yeah, she. I I noticed that about Natasha. She's she seems um yeah she's doing it. Yeah, did she spells her son's name? His name is Caleb, and it's spelled. I wrote it down. A L E. B H is that a normal is that like a normal spelling of Caleb? Yeah, maybe it's like Caleb. 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 Caleb, but yeah. I'm like it's a good question. I didn't see that, but that's like unnecessarily confusing. Um, oh her mom threw her out. I do yeah. I, 
Yes, that's right. And I think was she was living with her boyfriend, right? I don't know. I did not read that. Thing. Um, I can't. I think I have those notes later, but but it's, it jumps around because then we meet Kirsty, who is the one that you mentioned that had previously been expelled, not for being pregnant. And um, she, wait, I think that's her. Yes, I think. Is it? Oh, is it a different girl? I'm sorry. Did I just write oh, down? No, Kirsty's a different one. You're right. Who is the girl? Is Kirsty? I think is it, I wrote Kirsty's boyfriend yeah. wants to stay with the baby and not. Yeah, yeah. Jessica's the one that's returning. I'm sorry. Jessica was previously 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 expelled, but she comes in with this guy Simon, who's a youth counselor or whatever, and she was expelled for violence. Um, and she's had trouble with the police. Uh, but then she got hooked up with youth counseling and she's been doing good ever since then. And basically, Glenn, the principal is like, uh, you know I wouldn't be letting you back in if you weren't pregnant. She's like, I know, but I need another chance. And he does it. And the staff is very dubious. It makes me, I wrote down, I wonder like if there was something going on beforehand. She seems really different. Like, well, with her in particular, I wonder if like, there was a drug, she had a drug issue. Oh, absolutely. And you, I mean, not judge, this isn't judgment, but you saw her teeth. Like, they were very bad, and her skin was really bad. I definitely yeah. imagine that she was involved in drugs. And not I mean, because they watch intervention, but because I know this. <laughs> I mean, she just, they kept making a point that she was so different. And, I mean, pregnancy yeah. doesn't make someone who has, like, anger just stop being angry. Like, no. it's simply an anger issue, like, pregnancy isn't just going to solve that those hormones are not going to Oh, hell no, yeah, no. So, I was thinking... Yeah, I think she sought counseling before she became pregnant. Um, oh, that's good. But then she was the partner that she became pregnant with. Uh, she said, I could never leave him. It was a really bad relationship. She'd have really bad fights, and she would be violent and throw things and have, like, basically adult tantrums. Mm -hmm. uh, but she to got rid of the partner and toned it down. I don't know if she... No, she's still with him, but she says she wants to be a lawyer. Nope. This is somebody else. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a lot of them want to, a lot of them do have big ass. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about Kirstie, you guys. Kirstie. Okay, the show jumps around, so my notes do. It does. Things. Okay, and Jessica, good luck for Jessica. That's probably all we see of her. Sorry. Kirstie yeah. is more I wish we would have gotten more from her. I do, too. Um, we, but we follow Kirstie pretty closely. So Kirstie is the one who... She's really like again flat affect. She's like, she's like the short brown hair. I she's uh, just kind of ambivalent. She's pregnant, but she's just sort of like pregnant. Like here I am. Um, and she's the one that said she can never leave her partner, but it's a really bad relationship, and she gets really violent shit. And her mom is there saying like, please take her, please take her to this program, like get her away from the guy. So. Yeah, and she's the one who says she, her boyfriend doesn't want her to go to school, right? Yes, exactly. And she's also, yeah, Kirstie's not coming to school all the time. Um, and then there's this point where she said she finds out so she is pregnant with a boy. And she all her early response is, I wanted a girl. I want a girl. We thought it was a girl because I had a fat ass. <laughs> I wrote that down what? too. I was like, I wish that was definitely not something that happened to me when I was pregnant with <laughs> I've heard, like, 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 boys carry lower or something, which I think is a simple wives tale, but, like, that ass. Like, really? Yeah, I've never heard, I've never heard. Um, Jasmine's there, and she goes, well, I had a fat ass, and I had a boy, too. 
There are no baby girls. Did you notice that? Every single one of these has a boy. Every, oh, I'm sorry, you just, I didn't hear that last. Sorry, every one of these girls has a boy. There were a lot of boys. Yeah. Only boys. There were what? Only boys. Interesting. Yeah, it's just coincidence. Right. But it's You're weird. right, and then the only girls come um, later, like in the, the reunion, yeah, or the special that you watched. That's great that they had girls finally. Jacinta only had girls, and her mom was going on about how she wanted a boy, and like, which is sad because the baby that she lost was a boy. Uh, anyway, but um, like that's just a way of expressing like there's an unhappiness in me, and I'm gonna attribute it to this arbitrary thing like gender. You know, I can't. I can't imagine like wanting your child a, to be different. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, good point. Yeah, like especially after the baby's born, but. I know a lot of people have gender disappointment with their For sure. That's just pregnancies. I can't, I don't want to, maybe I shouldn't comment on that, but, um, that's okay. Her, her mom says that in the 10 year special, like, uh-huh. I wanted a boy so bad. I had only girls and now she's got only girls. That's strange. Yeah. That is strange. Just in story is very strange. Um, but we do get a cutaway of Glenn saying, um, basically something that I really made me happy. He says, the environment of a school must be happy for all students or else you're losing. Like, if they're not finding this a motivating place to be, you're fucked. And I totally agree with that. And that's not the case in most schools, but it should be. Like, yeah. the biggest motivation of school shouldn't be getting out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was with my clients while you're, yeah. while you're there. Yeah, I was with a kindergartner this morning, one of my clients, and he's supposed to be doing this Zoom kindergarten. And for whatever reason, is the public school that he's assigned to is like really intense. They're having their kindergartners do shit that is not like I can't get into it, but it's it's just not appropriate. He's also on the spectrum, so that he's supposed to have an IEP. It's not being acknowledged, so uh. it's kind of an ongoing battle. But he's sitting there, and I'm and I'm trying to you know help him get through, and I'm being really honest with him. It's boring for me. I said I agree with you. This is really boring. <laughs> But we, we do have to do it, and then you get, you know, this, that, and the other thing afterwards. And it worked, but I'm like, how sad. You're mm-hmm. five years old, and the only exciting thing about school is when it's done. Like, yeah. that is not the way it should be. And I say that wholeheartedly as someone who works really hard to make sure that kids are having fun. Because if they're not having fun, or they're not able to access fun, you know, you're shit out of luck if you're trying to make any progress with them. Yeah, I can't imagine just trying to be a teacher right now, though. I have yes. uh, my siblings. I have a couple siblings who are teachers. Yeah. Struggling, yeah. Well, it's the curriculum. It's not the teacher. It's just the yeah. protocol. Well, yeah. and in Texas, they, like, really push teachers to teach for a test. This They like, really do. It sucks. I, it's, uh-huh. it's just a bad system. I totally agree with you. <laughs> and it's not at all about, like, how the students are individually doing on a whole in the class. It's just, yeah, yep. how they do on that test. But... Uh, right, and like pushing early learning skills. Like, you should be able to. She's like, you should be. We want them to be able to write full sentences. And like, he's five. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. His hand can't even do that. But, anyway. And every kid is different. Uh, my uh-huh. son, he wasn't writing. Like, he still struggles with his handwriting. My four year old daughter probably has better handwriting than him. Like, it's just. 
That's yeah. some people. My boyfriend is 32 and he has terrible handwriting. Everyone has different strengths, too. And there are some things that my son was so much better at than my Absolutely. other kids and something. The I whole agree with you. Um, yeah, so Kirsty, we go back to Kirsty. She's on maternity leave. And then we go back to Natasha, the champion. And oh, Caleb, who, or Caleb, <laughs> however you're supposed to say it. <laughs> um, and she had him for three days. She, three days of labor. And then we see her on the bus. And she, the quote I wrote down is, this is embarrassing. She's just like this young girl on a bus with all this shit, like this stroller. I and mean, if you have kids, you know how it is, man. Stroller, the bottles, the diapers, the baby, the diaper bag, the toys, the books, her books, food, so whatever. Everything overwhelming. And she's struggling and she promised. She's like, no, everyone's looking at you, but no That's so true. Um, and, but it's she, almost like they want to help less because it's like an uncomfortable situation for them. Right. I, this is she's young. Different talk could be like, oh, lucky me. I don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so, but she's returning to school, which is excellent. Um, and then uh, finally, at this point, I'm like, okay, finally they explain that the girls get to choose a daycare from a list. <laughs> at the yeah. last episode, they did not clarify that. And I have OCD, and I'm just like, I need to know how things work. I guess so, because I was just like assuming this was going to be like the program that I was in, I was like, okay have an on-site daycare. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So that's why I was confused when um, Crystal was like, well, daycare's I think we must have minimal funding for this program. Like, they have... Yeah, they're not paying for the daycare. salary, and maybe, like, that's it. Because... I think it's, like, a welfare government thing that subsidizes the daycare. I don't... Yeah, I, yeah, that... It's a contingency of school, but the school doesn't pay for it. Like I said, I don't... Our daycare wasn't even funded by... Um, our school district like the yeah. park itself yeah you said it was the like, state yeah, or the yeah county so or whatever, which i really think very minimal funding um i wish that they could get like i wish that the program still existed but absolutely and that it was more widespread and that there was more support um, mm-hmm. and here we are spreading the word guys <laughs> <laughs> and so um natasha she's really struggling to manage Crazy. Yeah. Natasha is struggling to manage. Um, talks about her her whole routine, and but then she says school brings stress relief. You know, she's acknowledging like she's being a responsible mom. She's doing everything she can. She's sending her son to daycare and getting her education, and it's a relief. Kind of like mm-hmm. a lot of parents say, you know, going to work with other adults is a relief because mm-hmm. you're talking to adults. Um, of course, I talk to adults in my life, and then I go to work with kids, so I have the opposite yeah. experience. <laughs> I mean, it's just a break from when you, yeah, when you have a baby, you just need like a a break. I can imagine like going. You need autonomy when you have a baby. I mean, I I don't have mine on, so correct me if I'm speaking out of place. But like, if you're in charge of the baby, like the baby is attached to you, even if it's not next, even if you're not holding it, it's attached to you. Like there's like an invisible rope. <laughs> But, and then that's, I, I feel bad for, I've never been a working mom. I have gone to, I went, did my last year of high school with my son in college, but ever since I've had my daughters, I've been able to stay home. I just, uh, overwhelming. It's just overwhelming to manage both at the same time. Like, absolutely. You don't turn off and it's. I don't know, as a teenager, I was even worse. Like, I wasn't able to compartmentalize. Like, you 
turn off the mom part of your brain. So school might be a break for Natasha. Right. I'm, for you, it was always a really. I'm, well, even for her, I mean, how much of a break can it really be? Because right. she's like a good mom. She, and so I'm assuming she's thinking about her baby the whole time. Yeah. Um, which is what I've heard working moms struggle with. Totally. Oh, absolutely. When I used to nanny, it was the moms and the dads would have a really hard time. Like, I wish I could be in your place, um, which yeah. I totally understand, especially so when it's like the nice break, but then also like the guilt of being away is I'm sure it's just hard. So complex. And it's so based. It's so because of this like man-made society that we've decided is the way to be like the nine to five jobs and everything like that. It's all, it's all a social construct, like really. Um, so it is sad that that's sort of the expectation that you just have to leave your baby when you're, yeah. when you're biologically not ready to do that. And baby, the girl baby talks about that too. She has, we see her and she has such a hard time leaving him at daycare, but thankfully the school lets her go back in like two hours to go see him. I can't imagine. Um, she seems very bonded with her baby and like, she's not leaving to go to work, which I mean, I'll, working moms sometimes don't have a choice. They have to return to work because they need the money. Right. But like, for school, it seems like she doesn't think she has, this is something she needs to do. She needs to get it done. Her son has to go to daycare. Um, and so she's leaving him. That's, and it's far. It was hard for me to leave my son, but the daycare was right there. We right. got to go during our lunch break and go eat lunch with the babies. The most of that's, yeah, so it's like a couple hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah, she's, yeah. I used to work for uh, daycare. <laughs> I used to work at the Google, I live near Google, the Google campuses are around in the Silicon Valley. So I, when I lived in the South Bay, I worked for the one of the children's or two of the children's centers that they have. They have a bunch of different, uh, um, they're not on site, but they're designated for Google employees and they're, they're really, really great centers. Um, and I really liked working there, but it was really astounding to see how young some of the babies were when I was in the baby room, like being dropped off. I mean, three months, dude. That's oh, yeah, six weeks, I think, is like the yeah. average. That's what, that's what the um, new moms at my school got was six oh, weeks. I was so lucky because the way that my pregnancy like worked out, I had my son at the beginning of May. And in Texas, oh, our, so school you out, summer. Uh-huh, our school nice. the end of May. So then I had oh, like... Good. I didn't have to send him back till he was four months old, but some of the other moms, just the emotional part of having to send your baby back to school. If you're nursing, being away for that many hours, physically painful and just like exhaustion from sleeping as a teenager, you're tired most of the time anyway. And then like your baby's waking up a six week old, doesn't sleep through the night. There's like, I don't know. That takes months. (laughs) I, I don't know how the moms at my school were, were doing it. <laughs> how did you do it? I guess the same way you were doing it. Well, my, like, I've had, by the time he was in, back in daycare, he was sleeping through the night, so. Oh, I see what you mean, because they didn't have the Yeah, like, waking up, through, yeah. waking up through the night is, there's something about it, like, even if you can get the baby back to sleep in 10 minutes, just like that breaking your sleep cycle, yeah. fucks with you the next day, you're like, just yeah. out. And so I felt so bad for Natasha. That's what I was saying. Like her baby's small. He's probably still waking up and she's like physically having to lug this shit around, drop him off at daycare. It's so early. She gets young. Up. The fact that she's like, 
I think if it had been that difficult for me to return to school, I might have just given up. I wouldn't have done it. There's no way I would have done that. No way. uh, We we had a bus that would pick us up right in front of our house that had, like, um, car seats already installed in it. Oh, that's amazing. Worry about, yeah. Yeah, it was built for you. Yeah, I can see what you mean. You had, like, a legit program, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. on top of that, my family support. So when my mom would get home from work, she'd be like, she was like dad, you know, she'd get home from work and she'd be like, all right, I'm going to take the baby. Now you get your break. It's like when my husband would get home from work before yeah. quarantine, you know, he'd get home from work and he'd be like, yeah. you had a partner. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. Uh, so I'm, so I don't know how some of these girls are. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, not touching. Like, Sorry, yeah, go go, no, it's okay. But Simone, like, I want to give her credit because even though she did drop out and like she didn't finish her diploma, like she seems like such a dedicated mom in the ten year special. Like she's just her sons, both of her sons get accepted into like this um uh like gift basically like, a gifted and talented program oh. at school. And she's proud and she's just like That's wonderful. Uh, I don't know. You can tell it's you not. Know, she really wanted to really through them. She's just actually happy for her kids that like. Really, and she really wanted to be a mom. She said in the beginning, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, "Oh, I hate myself and I can't do anything else." She's like, "Thank you for saying I'm capable of this, that, and the other thing." But that's not what I want. This is what mm-hmm. I want, and that's. Did you ever watch that movie, Mona Lisa Smile? <laughs> like such a random reference. Uh, with julia roberts it's if like a, I, I don't remember watching it if i did feminist thing was like a, it wasn't amazing but julia roberts plays this like art history teacher in the 60s professor in the t- 60s to these like julia styles and i don't know whoever else was famous at the time or her students and she's teaching them you know you as women you can do whatever you want you know she's really pushing like you can be whatever you want to be you don't have to be a housewife but then she has a really hard time because Julia Stiles' character wants to be a housewife. Like, mm-hmm. And they have this conversation where Julia Stiles, I think it's her, is like, you told us, you keep telling us we have the freedom to choose whatever we want. This is what I want. You know? Mm-hmm. And Julia Roberts is like, oh shit. I never occurred yeah. to me that someone might want to be. I relate to that. I relate because I'm 28. I'm almost 29. And I haven't like worked. Uh, I went to college for a while. I haven't even finished. I'm actually like finishing up now. That's fine. Recently started taking classes. I've got like a year left. Um, And you feel like you need, at least I feel like I need to accomplish something just so that I can say that I did it. Not because I want like to actually. That's yeah. And that's at this moment in my life. At this moment, like I don't want to be working or. Like, yeah, if you don't have to work, don't, but like, <laughs> you tell I someone, to work. oh, all I do, all of you do is stay home and take care of your kids. It's almost seen as like, um, yeah, I get it. I'm easy. easy. <laughs> it's easy and yet everyone tries. I mean, I think people are coming around now to notice. I get it. I get it. People consider, I, I mean, maybe not easy, but, but not like, um, something to feel like you accomplished. Because honestly, anyone can have kids, and like it's it's not an accomplishment to have kids. It's an accomplishment to like be a good parent yes, to them. Absolutely, though. absolutely, to yeah. raise kids, to have yeah. them. No, but to raise. And them, so I yeah. think that that Simone truly feels like pride in the kids that she raised, and she should. Sure. Yeah, and it's great too. They're, They're very open, sweet. 
her really opened movie. the documentary with her and she's a great example of like it's not the typical stereotype like it's she's not the Jacinda of the group you know she's mm. <laughs> she's a student and she got pregnant and she's like hey I got I got it I'm gonna figure this out and she really did so that's admirable um so the last episode I'm just gonna kind of get through these last details apparently yeah. I wrote like a lot of um notes for the last episode so uh we see that er, Kirsty, the one who was really apathetic, is now in labor, the one who wanted a girl and had a fat ass. Mm. <laughs> She's oh, in yeah. labor. Her and her mom, her mom is like, she asked me, Mom, can it come out another way? And she goes, no, it has to go come out the same way it went in. It's just a lot harder coming out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, gr- gross. Also, that doesn't even make sense. Like, no, it really doesn't. Like, it's easier come. It's easier going in than it is coming out. I'm like, okay. well, it's easier to have sex than to get. Yeah, I get. I get what she's saying, but uh, it's, it's a little crass for the actively in labor. Not very. No, and she's. A, I guess she doesn't get drugs because she's screaming. Like, I, ow. Oh, yeah, she was screaming. Well, some women was just... Yeah, I mean, I can see that that's a release, but yeah. it didn't, I didn't see them administer an epidural or anything, and some of the girls we did, but I was just assuming that it was a natural birth, which I'll do, I'll do respect. Like, that Ooh, yeah, I, I did not. I had a... Then you find out why, because he's fucking huge. <laughs> that baby was big. I didn't see. Oh, my was God, he's huge. He's a big boy? Yeah, he's big, and then the mom comments on it later. Uh, Her mom was, yeah, not encouraging i noticed a lot about these moms i think it's just because especially uh just being an older or not an older mom now but now that i am more into my parenting experience i'm so full for my mom and i was just like noticing the things that her mom was saying at one point she's like you're about to be in excruciating pain awful it's like bullying i think it's like bullying it's like i'm getting off on controlling your feelings right now Mm because i don't know how to control my own i can't control the situation so i but all i can do is feel bad it's like she's she's kind of laughing about it like huh like yeah this is how i'm coping i'm not she's not really focusing on her daughter at all she's focusing on herself and like making herself comfortable and some people make themselves comfortable by being really rude (laughs) oh yeah. Right. And I agree with you. My mom's really awesome too. And she's yeah, very grateful. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a baby yet, but I, I'm sure she'll be there and she won't be talking about um, how much pain you're about how to, much pain to be in. To experience. She would never. <laughs> I was like, come on. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, she has a baby. And all we really hear is like she's not sure about staying in school like because, like you said, her boyfriend thinks she should quit school because he's a dick. Hmm. Um, I wrote down that's why teenage boys should not be involved. <laughs> honestly, the, like some men, some grown men, that kind of shit too. So. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's like I was saying with that guy I was with, I was like, there's absolutely no way that mm. he could be a dad. And I agree with, I, no matter what happens in life, I wholeheartedly feel so that thankful that not be a parent. I'll be a great parent, I think, but, like, I mean, I'm sure I'll fuck up a lot because that's what parents do. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah, but and my boyfriend now, um, you know, soon to be fiance, he's amazing, and I, you know, I see him with kids, he has nieces and nephews, my clients sometimes come here for session, and they engage with him, and he's just, he's got, he's got it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I got lucky with my son's dad, like, he's 
good now. Like we're good. He's a good dad. Definitely see things differently. And so that's yeah. a like, that's why we're not together because we just, sure. yeah. right. Like we just don't. We were young. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were young. We are raised differently. So like, it's hard to co-parent in that like aspect. That but a lot of sense he's there. a good person who like, would never tell me something like, I want you to take care of this baby. So don't go to school. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's selfish person. These girls who just have like, they, they go to school. This is so, it's so stressful to be pregnant period. It's so stressful to be in high school and period. And then like the mixture of those is hard. And then they go home and they don't have support from their boyfriends or they think they do, but it's like not, but then the baby comes support. And, like they think their boyfriends are being so supportive and loving and it's just so right. sad. They don't have support from their families and ooh. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what this show is that I was watching. It's, it's about really young moms. I can't remember what it's called. Is it scripted? No, I think it's on Lifetime or it might be on E. Um, you know what? I'm just no, I do like Lifetime. I don't know if there's anything like that on Lifetime. No, um, it's maybe it's on Netflix. I'm gonna look. I get to edit this out, right? <laughs> Is it like um, like a? It's a docu series, and it's like it's it's definitely produced, but mm-hmm. um, it's about young moms and. They're basically, it's like this documentary, but if it were in America. America. Yeah. Interesting. Not, it's I'll not a school. It. It's just about individual. Shh. Sorry, I can't believe what it's called. It's on, you know what? I think it's E. Just wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> I'll edit it in. Yeah, let me know because I want to watch it. Good, but I can't remember what it was. It's on. You know that show, Smothered. You know that yeah. Show? I think it's the same network as that. We're Smothered. This TLC. TLC. Oh yes, 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 yes. You're you're talking about unexpected. Yes. Yeah, Thank I know. Oh I, my god. I've seen a few oh, episodes. I'm not like yeah. super familiar. Oh, thank you. I was like, you just like went into my brain right now. Um, thank you for solving my riddle. Yes, Unexpected, <laughs> guys, is a good show. And it's pretty, like, it's just made me think of it when you're talking about these girls. In most cases, they're with these boyfriends. And the boyfriends are like, yeah, I love her. We could do it. You know, it's like Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet, like us against them. And then the baby mm-hmm. comes. And then the guy's like, I don't know what to do with the baby. You deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's all just like, the dichotomy of just like, teenage ideology and reality <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just why you shouldn't yeah. be having children and teenage relationships it's like yeah it's not ideal it, yeah and they're just that show oh my gosh that show is um it's it's that one rough, kid uh, with like the moon <laughs> he's got like a moon face and like yeah. a xanax problem Oh, that kid. Oh, right. He's like passed out with his head like crooked to the Yeah, side. yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, unconscious. Oh, like really oh. bad news. It's yeah, so that's news. the it Yeah, that shows <laughs> I can't 
<laughs> quite the experience at all. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's just yeah, This is not that. like that. This is not like that. Oh, no. Like this that is it's somber. Like, it has a. We'll see how they end up the way that like Australian and British TV tends to be. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's more dignified. It's not like. Yes. Yeah, it is. And it's just like a slice of, of life. I like. Slice the, of life is a really good way to put it, yeah. I like just um, showing there. Like, um, what's her yeah. face, Jacinta, with like they just hanging out with her ashtray, smoking her cigarette, like. So blatantly. It's like 2001, it's not 1991, okay? You can't smoke. <laughs> um, and so we do find out that Natasha, she's having some trouble at home. She may not come back, which is a bummer, but she writes this thing that's encouraging, and she says um, she's still with her boyfriend, and she writes this whole piece about being a young mom, a young mom, and she says, a baby's just not a doll. It is really stressing. It's just a new beginning. So she's stressed, but she's positive. And then at the end, the turn ends, and I didn't really think about this, but like it makes complete sense because Australia is in the southern hemisphere, and so they're are opposite so they end school in December because that's their summer and it's Christmas and it's just like yeah. so disorienting I'm like what is there here what I wrote that down here? too oh that's funny yeah I was like oh, I forgot they have Christmas like when it's hot out hot. yeah and Easter is cold or whatever um but that's cool I mean it's, it's clear that the school does whatever they can and they bring you know they have a guy dress up as Santa and he gives gifts to all the babies of the mothers in the program. I don't know what they are. We don't find out. Um, and then they have, like, a formal, which is interesting because they're all just sitting in on a tram seat in formal dresses. Yeah. And I was like, do they get to dance later? <laughs> was it like a – was it – they kept calling it a formal, but it seemed more like a graduation ceremony. It did. Like, but it was year 10. So it was like junior prom, basically, or sophomore yeah. prom. So I, I'm we imagining have- they, they got to dance after. We just didn't see that. But they get certificates, and, and we're like, okay, six of the seven young mothers are getting a certificate in that grade, which is great. Okay, this was another example of how Glenn, I feel like, Glenn is the principal, said yeah. things where you're like, Glenn, not the right thing to say, but I mean, good sentence. <laughs> he said, um, you know, we took we took these mothers in because no one else would, or it's like they and it's just like you know, and it devalues them a little bit. He was just like pointing out how like um they were just kind of discarded. From, Look at this trash that I saved. That and yeah, not that he means not that he means it that way, but I can no, I can he doesn't mean it like that at all. And he he's a very sweet guy, good intentions. Again, he's just a, it's just a, he's a, 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 a lot of those things that, and now as an adult, I'm like. I kind of roll my eyes, like, maybe not the right way to put that. Totally. It's funny because his name's Glenn, too. Do you ever watch Superstore? No. Oh, God. The guy. You should watch it just for the, the it's like The Office, but it takes place in basically a Walmart. That kind of humor. But the store manager is named Glenn, and he's hilarious, and he's always well-meaning, and he always says the wrong thing, and I'm just like, ah, oh, it's another Glenn. It's just a Glenn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it is a very, like, Glenn thing to do. It it's does. Australian be- Glenn. honestly she's just so hardworking and like is tireless with these i wrote that i want her i would love to have like a similar job it's 
I feel like that's my job, but it's not for pregnant girls. It's for children with disabilities. Like, I'm just constantly at everybody's house. It's It seems rewarding, like, you're seeing the... I mean, at least for her, she's seeing these girls, some of them, graduate. and yeah, like she's clearly motivated, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. She has a talent. She has a real innate skill, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the show, guys. I think uh, we learned a lot. I learned a lot talking to you because yeah you know i just i love to hear about different experiences and and your perspective is so valuable um, on this and also it's really cool to know that there are programs that do exist to support teen teenage mothers and i i would hope that like you said as as we progress and as the world is changing you know everything's different we might as well start from scratch Hopefully that'll just be more and more, like you said, ordinary. It won't be something yeah. and, or anything like that. And programs to prevent. Uh, totally. Yeah. Not just stupid <laughs> health class. That's like, here's a banana and a condom, but like right. actually talking about. And you know, I like, uh, you know, this, um, in this program, they did not mention the dads being a part of it at all. And my no, they did very right. much involved with like, if they were students at the school, like they were as much a part of the program. That's there was a good point. One father who the mom did not go to my school, but the dad did, and so the baby oh, wow. at the daycare. And so, like they, our program, I guess the point I'm trying to make, it was just as concerned with the success of the teen dad. It was inclusive. It was very inclusive, mm-hmm. which made them more involved. And you know what, I think with a lot of dads, they just don't know what to do. And they need that kind of support. They need prompting. Not like they all suck. I mentioned the 14 and the one of the girls who was a freshman and had the baby. And she had the, he was so involved and just like, I remember him like, just this one particular moment still sticks with me. Like after school, we would all show up at the same time at the daycare and him just being like, where's my daughter? Just like so excited to see her like, you know, holding his hands out for his little, and just like, damn, this kid was 15 and like, who knows? That's it. Yeah. He would have been as involved if it weren't for. I doubt it because it gives them that, that sense of autonomy and authority. Like you get to be your dad, not like mm-hmm. figure it out, but like, look, you get to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Let's help you, which is great. I yeah. You get it's it is it's it's too it's gendering goes both ways and, and if we're leaving the men out to assume that like either they're not an equal partner or they can't do it then they're gonna that's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think if I have any more comments to make about. Totally. I I just think it's I'm just thankful like about for my program like making you feel like you could. I'm tripping up over my words. I don't really know the right way to put this. Like, it didn't feel like that. We were definitely never shamed. Um, and we were always helped and encouraged. I'm just very thankful that, like, I was not made to feel like this was going to be the end of anything. Like, That's a great point. Mm-hmm. I was still able to graduate, like, on the top of my class, there was actually one other teen mom in the, so, you know, they do like the top 10% of, um, so there was one other teen mom in that top 10% with me. And I just find that like, there was only 30, 30 people in our top 10%. So there was another 
another teen mom in there. That's like, a big deal. That's a really big deal. Testament to you and that mom and also to the, to the program, as you're saying. I think, I think so. I don't know. That's great. That's really, really fantastic. You, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. The, the attitude should never be that this is like the end of your life or like this is mm-hmm. where your life stops. This is where you dead end, you know? It's and they didn't just say not. those things. Like it wasn't just like, uh, uh, th- your life isn't over. Go out <laughs> and succeed. Like they actually had things put into place to help Resources. Yeah. And then they, like yeah. I said, with yeah. filing the child support, getting my custody stuff figured out, yeah. helping me get set up for child care for the next year for when I was moving oh. on. College. They weren't just like leaving you. You go graduated with the program. Like, okay, good luck. Like, they're help. They were setting us up for success in the future. And amazing. Back, you know, most. What is the? There's like a high rate of teen moms getting pregnant again within two years. Yep. I think it's like a pretty high rate. I'm thinking back. I don't think that any other any of the girls in our program had another child in high school. Definitely never, none of the other, definitely never had another baby in high school. There wasn't any other mom. Nice. That's good. And I don't think, like, there were, I think everyone, like, waited a while. Still young. You know, I had my daughter when I was 24, so that's still young, but, like. Uh, That's totally. (laughs) um, But it's still just, like, it's not 16 and then 17 and then. 19 yeah that's big gap between mm-hmm. that's big period but i think that there. i mean not even just me this is i'm not just talking about myself like all the girls in the program i think that that was like a pretty uh-huh. widespread thing and i would like to i'd like to know like if that's i don't know what the rates are basically on you'd like to know like a study of like wh- how much of that is due to this program and what factors what environmental factors right. are contributing to the success and how can we replicate that how can yes we there that? we go <laughs> yeah, we you summarized this better than me no worries <laughs> i told you i work in the field how can we replicate this experiment and make it widespread and why are we not doing that mm-hmm. and i think it comes down to like you said it's funding funding and it's societal shame but mostly probably funding honestly and awareness Yeah, I wonder. I did not go to, like, my school district was not wealthy. It was definitely just, like, middle, very middle class. Like Sure. And my husband went to another high school in Texas that was, like, a very wealthy area, and it was a lot bigger high school, and they did not have any sort of teen pregnancy program. Well, it's all about priorities. They had the funding. Yeah, right. So I'm wondering, like, Yeah. Interesting. Priorities. Yeah. Just uh, interesting uh, observation. Just the same way that they get rid of arts in favor of sports. It's like you can, you, you, it's about how you choose, about how a district chooses to spend their money mm-hmm. and what programs and initiatives to put that money into. So it just, it does come down to all that sticky social mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. And the school board and all that fun stuff. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I do wish that the show were more widely available. Um, because it is really worth watching and it's very engrossing and interesting, but like we've said, it's not over-dramatized. There's no manufactured plots. It's very genuine. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really worth watching, maybe more than once. So if you are interested, you can go to canopy, K-A-N-O-P-Y.com. There's, also, there's multiple ways to sign in. Betsy had some trouble with it. 
but yeah I, well my library didn't have it another yeah, some library. some libraries have access and some don't but i did see on there that they can help you get a library card so if that's something you need and also if you're a member of a certain universities i know my sister she was at uh, a college nearby she has access through that school so check it out give it a chance i mean see if you can find access that's where yeah and that's in your on program or the 10 year on special um uh -huh. It does a nice job recapping nice. the stories, the three girl stories. So even if uh, yeah. I need to check that without out any that. context of the episodes, if, you, if it holds up, wants to kind of, yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a great all the stories. It only follows three of the girls, but it's, and you found that just like Googling it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. You sent me the link, but I, I need to still watch it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like the canopy app. I'm kind of I'm interested to watch other things. Who knows? Maybe we will cover another documentary on Ooh. from Canopy now that we have access. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, all right, Betsy, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me and for reaching out and being a yeah. fan. It was very flattering. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm sorry, I, kept, I feel like I kept getting tripped up over my words, but um oh, right. I always feel that way too. And explain listen, things and then I listen okay. back and it's like I trust me, I have the same propensity to be like I didn't make any sense the whole time, and then it's mm -hmm. you made complete sense. Yeah, taking your time with your words is a good thing. So uh, yeah. So did you have anything you wanted to plug? Any social media or anything like that? No, no. no you're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a private Instagram pull picture. I can totally understand. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you guys for listening. Or everybody for listening i'm trying to stop saying you guys because apparently that's y'all thank y'all y'all <laughs> yeah Texas, thank y'all for listening uh please check out our instagram it's at and what did we learn that's how betsy found me um yeah. well i think he found me because of uh liz right yes i heard yeah. you on her podcast and she plugged you there and then liz, Queen liz. 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 liz liz explains it all feathers in my hair um and yeah uh, please rate, review, and subscribe if you get a chance. And if you also are a fan and you want to message me on Instagram, you can be like Betsy, and you can do an episode. And Betsy, you're this more than welcome. This could be you. This could be you. And Betsy, you're more than welcome to come on anytime. Just send me, yeah. send me your ideas, or just tell me, hey, I don't have any ideas, but I want to be on, and I'll pick something. All right. Thank I'm you gonna, so like, much. I'm gonna come up with something for us to talk about related to Garden State. Oh, that's right, Garden State. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's gonna be a three hour episode. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need like a, a while. Let's to... do it. No, you know, I was thinking, um, I was thinking, what if we did, you know, the whole girl phenomenon? Oh, wait, uh, the, sorry, I didn't hear that last. The manic pixie dream girl, that's what they uh -huh. coined um, her character, like that type yeah, of yeah, character. Natalie. And then there was the whole Zoe Deschanel of, every, of it all. Uh -huh. and it became like a big thing in the, in the early 2000s. I was like, we could do like, I don't know something about that. Or I could Zach Braff I mean, episode. <laughs> yeah, Zach Braff in general. Ooh, I would. I I could talk about like yeah, like indie kid culture of. Let's do it. Like absolutely, let's do it. Okay, so look forward to that, guys. Indie kid culture episode coming. Emphasis <laughs> on Garden State and the soundtrack, which I swear to God I listened to for like two 
It's life-changing. Isn't that like his, her words as she's putting the headphones on him? And he's like, you got to listen to this song. Change your life, I swear. Oh, I had a moment like that with my best friend on the ferry, Staten Island Ferry. It was really, she it was, um, it was Jenny Lewis. And I was changed mm. forever, or Rilo Kiley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank you for being so flexible yeah. about timing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I rescheduled once too, so. No worries. That's life. Um, so I will talk to you soon. And everybody out there, I will talk to you soon. Um, have a great day. Keep learning. A special bond of creation. Nights by the water, she's gone astray so far away from her father's daughter. She just wants a life for a baby. All on her own, no one will come. She's got to save him. Daily struggle. She tells him, Ooh, love, no one's ever gonna hurt you, love. I'm gonna give you all of my love. Nobody matters like you. Stay up there. She Stay tells up there. him, You're Stay up there. Stay up there. 